Welcome to the Heroic Hour podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode, Episode Alpha. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media, and I'm going to share a little bit of technology, leadership, and culture, some heroic TLC to help get you mission ready for life. If you like what you hear on this and other episodes, please subscribe to this podcast, share it with just one friend, check out our website, and uh, take a look at getheroic.com and join us on the Insider Group. Now, I mentioned that uh, this is episode alpha, so what the heck is that? Well, you know, I thought it's important to take some time out from the regular flow of the episodes and introduce myself, a little bit of background, credentials, and goals of the show. That all said, this will still be interesting, insightful, and fun, so let's get started. First off, why TLC? Why technology, leadership, and culture? Well, you know, these are the areas that I know the most about. And I was a technology consultant for about a decade. And over the course of my career, I realized one important thing, that ultimately the, the technology itself, the gizmos and gadgets, the tools, the apps themselves, even if they're the superior solution or the best tool on the market, if you didn't have the buy-in from the leadership team, if, if the solution didn't fit the culture of the organization, the growth initiative, the transformation initiative, or the intervention would struggle, suffer, and, and outright fail. Performance is often hindered when there's not alignment here. And uh, I just noticed that projects and companies can die from these fundamental, fundamental failures, not of technology, but, but of people, right? Uh, because at the center of technology, leadership, and culture is people. And that's really... Uh, what I care the most about and, and who I'm really there to serve, right? It took me years to figure out that people were the linchpin of the equation. You can have all the finest tools, apps, gizmos, gears, buttons, widgets that you'd ever want. But if the culture of your team and its leaders are not aligned and ready, you're bound to struggle if you don't outright fail. So this is my specialty area. This is what Heroic knows how to do best. It is to give people, companies, and brands essentially a cape, you know, character, culture, alignment, purpose, and energy. Now, of course, uh, when you have those, you also care about bringing in the tools, the technology, uh, and, and the leadership methods, and the management methods, and we have innovative approaches for all that as well. But you got to start with that cape. And it's the combination of these three elements, technology, leadership, and culture around the people that makes uh, greater performance and growth really possible. And on the heroic hour, you know, I, I'm striving really to share some of those secrets, some of these experiences, and really make this a lot different than any of the other podcasts out there. You know, this show uh, is not designed for mass appeal. It's not designed for the lowest common denominator and the entrepreneur and the posers out there. I'm not going to be lying to you about the power of the secret or, or the mystical, magical, easy buttons that don't really exist. There's real work to be done. This show is for the major leaguers out there who bring their own bravery and are ready to do the hard work. This show is for the intermediates, the masters, the perpetual students from the basement floor to the boardroom who are looking for ways to help themselves elevate, connect, and grow as individuals, 
as professionals in life, work, and beyond. The goal of the Heroic Hour podcast is to offer a more holistic and substantive uh, form of content than anything else that you heard. You know, we're really trying to focus on giving the 360 degree view, the whole picture in glorious ultra high def and the three dimensions of all the aspects of making growth happen in work and life. This includes the values, the attitudes, the mindsets, the strategies, the process, the policies, the practices, and yes, of course, the tools, the apps, the frameworks, all to transform yourself into an engine of growth in your life and practice. So I build growth engines for business using technology, leadership, and culture for a living. I do this with a team of multidisciplinary pros, and we're going to share the ins, the outs, um, the do's and don'ts, and of course, hopefully uh, less failures than, than I'd like to uh, admit happen, but they do happen, and I'll be honest about those as well. So total spoiler alert and surprise, I am not a professional podcaster. I have a completely different day job. I don't sit and call plays from the sidelines. I lead from the front and I get my hands dirty. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. I started as an IT technician fixing uh, broken computers for people and helping them learn how to use them, as many geeks of my era uh, did. Um, I, of course, had to learn how to put them together and deal with broken ones and things that people were throwing away in order to afford a computer at all at the time. But this helped me make extra scratch uh, as I made my way through high school. And at some point, I came to this kind of key insight. Uh, I came up with an idea, a concept, and the beginnings of a method that allowed me to evaluate and recognize the key factors that affected the flow and value of information as it traveled um, from device to device, uh, uh, platform to platform, and, and format to format. And uh, I, I coined the phrase digital liquidity to uh, describe it. And I used this key insight and uh, this, this framework to build a method to really help um, initially private investors identify key stocks in the tech sector that were going to make it big. Now, unfortunately for me, I was too young to have uh, an investment account and I couldn't convince my mom to give me a custodial account. And so, alas, I missed the big IPO wave of tech startups of like uh, Google and, and then also Apple's big turnaround, though I made plenty of money for other people. But the methodology lived on. Um, it was validated and it's, it's at our core, uh, at the core of heroics practice today, but that's a different story. Now, on a, on a personal note, also when I was 17, um, you know, I kind of outgrew my Mountain Dew and Milky Way lifestyle, and I was pretty much a poster child for Bowflex. Now, the uh, only reason that this is relevant is to uh, share some street cred when I talk about uh, lifestyle design and building a better life for yourself for all the geeks out there who, who struggle with this, and also um, the confidence that it instilled uh, in me and the doors it opened up in terms of uh, social interaction for me really transformed my life. And so that's, that's really important. And that, that same confidence, you know, came in handy when, uh, you know, at the age of 17, I was working for corporate officers and execs from Bechtel and Biodiesel and beyond. Um, and at that point, I really became more of a media junkie and more interested in better forms of visual communication as well as technology. And I worked in an innovation lab and haunted a room or two at Cisco and Google and then shifted to building ideas and projects from thought to profit. Now I say all that not to just share a little bit of my career, but also in 
while, while I consult and advise executives and corporate boards and build growth engines from scratch, um, you know, of all the things I am, I'm also not a professional uh, radio host and podcaster. You know, I'm a complete newbie at this. I'm just an explorer. And so I hope you forgive me for all of the many screw ups I'm sure that will come um, on this podcast. Uh, there's probably going to be many rabbit holes and things that I'll meander down as I experiment and try to figure out the format and framework for how to give you the, the most meaty nuggets in the smallest, most concise and high protein diet I can possibly provide. Um, some of these episodes will be too long. I doubt they'll ever be too short because I'm a long-winded guy, but I hope all of them will be helpful and inspirational to all the true hustlers out there. Whether you're trying to get started or grow what you've already got, or simply you, maybe you just wanna be a better advisor in the boardroom yourself or a better board member. That's who I want to serve. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking about some grown-up shit here, right? It's going to fall somewhere between, you know, comic book, uh, sailor mouth, self-help, and the Harvard Business Review. I mean, it's going to run the full gamut. And I, I'm going to try and bridge the gap and share stories from kind of the innovative startup culture as, as well as wisdom and, and best practices from the boardrooms and the post-industrial model that, that uh, the aspects of the post-industrial model that I find are still valid in the digital age. Some of these topics will be utterly boring for you or sound like they're coming way over your head uh, and they might not apply to your level of practice, but feel free to fast forward to them, through them, uh, email me about it, give me feedback, help me make it better. Anything you can think of to uh, get a better experience and, and get more bang for your buck. Contact me about it. Reach out. I'm a human being. I'll respond. Now, there are a few topics on this podcast that you're going to hear me uh, talk very passionately about, and one of them is uh, bootstrapping. And I'm a true uh, blue uh, bootstrapper, meaning that uh, I started my first business with absolutely nothing, uh, no safety net, no parents to bail me out, no trust fund, no silver spoon, no Ivy League education. Um, what else am I missing? Uh, yeah, no startup money, no seed money, nothing like that. I, I, I grew up in a very uh, lo loving but but poor family as a latchkey kid, and I can even remember Christmases where you know we'd decorate a Charlie Brown Christmas tree with a string of popcorn around it, and then eat the popcorn as a snack. That's that's how uh, those are my grassroots, right? And uh, I think that uh, bootstrapping. Um, building your ideas, that capability to build ideas from thought to profit is a very valuable life skill, not just, um, not just for an entrepreneur, but also for uh, department heads, managers, executives, because oftentimes there are resource constraints. Oftentimes projects and initiatives fall at the feet of one brave soul. It, it takes one champion to really make things happen and you won't have all the resources that that you feel that you need to make it succeed but you'll never the less have to do it anyway so it's really important that uh, uh, if you're a fan of bootstrapping you're gonna you're gonna love uh, a lot of what we're gonna talk about here and in the spirit of bootstrapping with all of the many business podcasts out there you know um, there's there's a lot of advice out there but but who do you really listen to and if you think about many of the most successful people and the successful um, celebrities out there in the business uh, world, you know, did they start in the same place you started with? Are they starting with in the same conditions that you're starting with? 
Have you ever vetted your muses in that way? Uh, have they faced the same problems you faced? I doubt it. And that's where I, I kind of want to shift things today. I want to talk about um, your gurus and, and the bootstrappers, the people you're following who are giving advice on how they got started. And I want to give you some insight into those uh, models and hopefully reveal some things that might not make you smile right away, but uh, will help you filter out more noise and focus on more signal and know um, who to focus on and who really to listen to in terms of experienced advice and, and good advice. So we'll call this uh, segment, I don't know, better, better know your bullshitter guru 101, right? Um, the following are saturated models built one on top of the other on saturated model, on top of saturated model, on top of commoditized models. And you hear all of these in podcast land and, and in business books and um, in programs and, and courseware and all of the stuff. There's first, there's the marketer's marketer, right? This is the popular guy or gal who has only successfully, you know, marketed to other marketers on how to market and may or may not have ever marketed a successful product or service in their entire career, right? And another form of that is the coach's coach, right? The same thing as the marketer's marketer, only this time it's a coach coaching you how to be a better coach to coach others. And you're prob probably, 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 if you're a coach, you're probably aspiring to do the same point in, in the business model. And then third, in the third group of kind of crappy commoditized models and gurus out there is, is the affiliate marketer, right? The person who has, they are the polished presenter, the silver-tongued salesman with the smooth one-liners and the rec recommendations out the wazoo for which like 95% of them they get a kickback from. And my point here is with, with that model, if a majority of your recommendations you're getting a, a kickback from, uh, your advice should fall suspect because that mix of, of incentive, there's an inherently kind of a conflict out there. You're going to end up pushing product that you don't truly uh, believe is serving your people. So all of these models, uh, they, they generally are here to make money at all costs, right? Without adding value, they just want to stir the turd in the bowl and, and uh, you know, pass on the worthless bumper sticker knowledge that you probably have already heard six or seven times before. And, you know, to me, you know, you wonder why the economy stall, stalls out, right? It's because the shitter is clogged with this kind of stuff. This isn't, this isn't uh, what you need. It's not going to help you. And if you're thinking about practicing this way, it's not really who you are. It's not the, the type of uh, professional you want to be. If it is, this isn't the snake oil podcast for you, right? Go somewhere else to sell your lemons. Go back to the drawing board and rethink your business model and come up with some sort of model that solves a problem or actually addresses a substantial need. You know, there's a lot of guides out there who haven't been anywhere. There are coaches and therapists and advisors and consultants who have done nothing beyond hiding behind their titles to avoid doing the same work they'd have you do and face now. You know, there's the old adage, those who can't do teach. And uh, I think that that often reigns true. And I'm, I'm not uh, talking down to teachers out there. I think it plays a role. But many people out there pretending to be a guide, a, a, an experienced professional, all they've often successfully done is marketed themselves, not others, not other businesses at all. And to me, that feels like kind of a fraud, and that's not what you're looking to listen to. Um, 
And also, there are a lot of coaches out there when we desperately need more serious players to get in the game. And, and on that front, you know, a good guru or guide has had experience on the front lines and is a persistent learner. There is never a short supply of things for the master to learn. The best teachers are those who have the mindset of the perpetual student. Most people want to declare themselves done, mastered, whole and complete the way they are. But this isn't really reflecting wisdom at all. Usually it's just reflecting fear and giving up. Now that's kind of the coaching courseware uh, marketers marketer space, but there's also another side to this uh, this guide or guru spectrum, and that's the truly successful, wicked smart pros out there, the celebrities um, whose names you already know. Let's play a little trivia, right? You know, the one guy who grew up in the Hamptons, was educated in the Ivy League, had like 20K off the cuff, had a safety net of parents behind him who had plenty of money themselves, created a supplement company of questionable merits to begin with, and then used the the uh, profits from that to bankroll his next efforts to write books and uh, and those things and launch his career from there. Now he's super smart, but he's not a bootstrapper by any measure uh, or or stretch of the imagination. He loves to give advice to bootstrappers, and and there are a lot of his fans who follow him for that reason to figure out how to bootstrap, how to get started, how 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 to grow. Right? Um, there's another guy out there who inherited an established family business and blew it up, right? He wrote about it and rolled it into his own personal brand platform. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. Now, this guy loves to tell you to work around the clock. In fact, his answer for almost everything is like more hard work, not better focused work will uh, give you the best results. Uh, he loves to swear. He loves to call you out for worrying about, you know, followers as he panders for more followers. You know, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Tim Ferriss and Gary, Gary V, right? These two models encompass some of the most listened to thought leaders of our time. And while in various circumstances, they have a lot of valuable things to say and to offer, and I give props to them, um, if you can relate to the circumstances and conditions that they've faced, and they are your muse. But... The reality is I've noticed a huge wave of bootstrappers who constantly follow these two. Um, the bootstrappers who didn't win the sperm lottery don't have a safety net or seed money and have to hustle starting with absolute zero. And the reality there is that the mindset, the challenges, the tasks, and the initial projects are very different for a bootstrapper than those who start with resources or a safety net. Right off the bat, you have to create a path to acquiring resources, to get the building materials, to then and only then build up to the ultimate thing that you want. This can involve creating multiple businesses or products at once or, or over a period of time to grow into the business model that you want. This journey is very different than the abracadabra start that a lucky few have had. And my point with bringing all of that up is, is that if you're asking or admiring um, and asking non-bootstrappers how to bootstrap, it's bad form. And I think Tim and Gary would agree, right? Any advice they can give can only go so far and may not connect to your true conditions. And this is true of all 
the the great gurus out there. I think that you know when you're established, you can you can learn more from these other people who who got started in a different way. But you know when you're just looking for a muse to get started, or or even a, a clown or an anti-hero or or an anti-role model, you know, like or a failure, then you can pay attention to. You can you can, there are plenty there are people out there that you need to collaborate with that you need to reach out to and and look at them and instead of laughing at them, study them, figure out what they're getting wrong, what they're getting right, and what you can take away and what you can apply to your efforts. And I don't care whether you're bootstrapping a business or trying to grow your department in a large organization. These skills, um, this filter on the talented people you're listening to and reading about, it's important. So for all of these reasons, uh, you know, I started the Heroic Hour and I, I'm really doing it to test the internet's appetite for really getting shit done by raising the bar and providing a little bit more substance, more deep dives, less celebrity and app dependency. I feel that the that most people uh, and businesses are really searching for clear paths to real substantive growth. And I want to add the discerning and heroic voice to the web and really bring it to a higher standard. To, to be open, brave, and vulnerable about my failures and successes, um, what works, what doesn't, not just what is going to make me money. And in order to make that happen, I honestly need your help to even do a decent job of that. So shoot me an email, send me a hate mail, uh, contact me, be a collaborator and an accountability partner. Call me out on my own inconsistencies if and as you catch them. Help me make this podcast awesome. And the easiest way to do this is to collaborate uh, uh, w with us on the Heroic Insider Group, which is a Slack team. It's non-solicitous. It's exclusive. Um, you can check it out at getheroic.com. That's heroic with a K, not a C. I'll spell it for you. It's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. And my point with that is not to schlep to you there, but that is the best way to interact with me and even send me your hate mail there and you can debate with me about my opinions and, and positions on, on business tactics. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. But I hope this has set the tone and expectations for the show. I hope you subscribe to it. I hope this finds you well and I hope you enjoy this music. Music